Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by Huntworth Gear, high-tech camel wear at a price you can afford. Huntworthgear.com. And by Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands conservation, now a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and always a supporter of duck hunters everywhere. Ducks.org. I'm Dan Small. Today, Jim Bobby Ash announces November events and classes at the Range of Richfield. Eric Prince invites us up north to hunt, fish, and explore Florence County. And Random Lake High School teacher Natalie Weeks takes her wilderness science class pheasant hunting. All that and more coming up on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. It's time now for Madison Outdoors, brought to you by Pappas Trading Post, Southern Wisconsin's largest Matthews and Mission archery retailer. They're located just west of Arena at the intersection of Highways 14 and County Highway H. Look for the two giant arrows on the south side of the highway. You can't miss it. You can also find them online at PappasTradingPost.com. And you hear this feature every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070, as well as on our podcast anytime at all on Lakelink or iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. And joining us is pro angler Duffy Cup. Well, Duffy, welcome back. And are you responsible for this warm weather we've had this week? I wish I could take credit for it. I mean, it, as nice as it is to be out, I was out all day yesterday on the water, and actually my face got sunburned a little bit <laughs> to do that. But I, I don't think that it's uh, making for as good a time as I thought it would. Two weeks ago, I was out, and I put 12 pike in my boat in about five hours. Wow. And uh, then I went out uh, late last week, and I put one in uh, so things, I mean, location changes and stuff like that. And I think with the, because the water on Mendota and I'm sure the other lakes, they're warming up. I mean, it gets up to almost 70 degrees and that, that sun keeps beating on that water. Almost two weeks ago, it was right around 50 degrees, which for me, that's, that's perfect stuff. And now I was out yesterday and I hit 54, almost 55 in some spots on Mendota. I think it maybe has slowed things down a little bit. I think when I, especially I go out tomorrow, I think we're going to be working some deeper water Mm -hmm. because uh, I was working weed edges all over Mendota and they just were not there. I should have uh, just rode around a little bit uh, looking at the, the side scan and finding if there were any fish suspended in the water because that that can happen at this time of year too and I'm wondering if that warmer water gets them out there over 40 feet of water suspended. Uh Uh-huh. Well now the lakes have turned over haven't they? Oh certainly. Yeah. Yeah. They've been turned over for I think Mendota turned over a little over two weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Well what else are you hearing? I'm seeing the the boats and stuff out on Mendota the panfish guys I've still been out there. Haven't been a lot of boats out. I, I've been kind of surprised. I thought there'd be more with this warm weather. Guys taking advantage of it, thinking, "No, I'll listen. Maybe be the last time I get out this year." Uh, but there were there were some guys on weed edges, and, and you could tell they were either vertical jigging. There were some guys out there fishing slip bobbers. There were some guys out a little bit deeper, and I I'm thinking maybe they were trying to. He either hit up on perch or uh, walleye on some of the humps out on Mendota. 
it's kind of a mini transition again, I think, is what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is in the back of my mind and the guys that I fish with is when we go out to fish, we're not paying the price. Our hands aren't cold. and There's no real wind in our face. There's no uh, mist in the air making us miserable. And that's the reason why we're not catching anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, I suppose it can be too nice this time of year. Uh, but you would think that with turnover and fish in moving shallow that gosh on a warm day they'd be active well i fish in shallow i'm putting a boat in nine ten feet of water uh most of the places i'm going the the weeds run out at about eight and a half or nine feet you throw it in there out oh probably into about five or six feet of water and then bring it back over the deeper water and if those pike are on those weed edges waiting for something to prey on You'd think they'd be out there uh, gobbling up some of the lures that we're throwing at them, but it just hasn't been happening. <laughs> we have a little bit more success yeah. than we had uh, yesterday. Wow. Okay. Well, what do you hear on the other lakes? Yeah, I haven't heard of a lot of musky action, and that's what we're going after tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I still I have to believe that if you're willing to move around a little bit and you get out there either early or late, lack of light is a good thing a lot of times and work those weed edges there's got to be some bluegills uh, crappies I, I'm not as familiar with what crappies do uh, this time of the year but I, I know that the rock points on uh, any of the lakes whether you've got 45 feet of water and it comes up to about 20 feet guys will be working there for walleyes and again especially for walleyes the lack of light can be a boon so if you get a real cloudy day or something or you're out there at uh, right now at about 6 o'clock, 6.30 to about 7.30 when it really starts getting dark out, those can be uh, pretty productive times. And the piers are still in at the landings? They were at Marshall Park yesterday. We usually don't let that stop us. You can bring a long rope along uh-huh. <laughs> to do that. It's hard when you try to get an answer from uh, the people at put the piers in and take them out it's it's hard for them because they have to balance their work schedules and everything there have been some years i mean this week if they take them out there's going to be some people that aren't going to be real happy because i I know some guys that uh, actually took about three more days of vacation this week just because they knew they'd be able to get out on the lake and be relatively comfortable it's nice to be able to have that luxury and i'm sure some people are taking advantage of it Anything on down the chain, Wabisa, Kigansa? I haven't heard anything on Kigansa. I would think that Wabisa, we've got a couple of weed lines that we're going to be searching there. We will make a foray later on in the day down in the south end and uh, see if they got in there. Because overnight, that shallower water, that when you get up in the morning, that's the coldest water in the place. And you'll let it try to warm up a little bit anyway. And you got to remember that fish are where they are because they're getting some small fish in there. There's always a reason why they're where they're at, whether they're sitting uh, in 30 feet with their belly on the bottom or they're in three feet of water chasing bluegills around. you got to use your head a little bit on uh, some of that. Number one, don't fish memories. Yeah. So if you caught a bunch of fish there in July, uh, odds are they're not going to be even fish there now. Yeah. What's number two? Number two is don't be afraid. If you have some success, take take a look around. Uh, look at your electronics, and you look uh, how deep you are, where the weeds are, 
where the drop-offs are, and go and find other places on the lake that have very similar surroundings. Uh, I'm always looking for places, uh, for example, um, Maple Bluff, over on the other side of, of Warner Bay, uh, there's some areas there where the water, I mean, <laughs> if you're not looking at your, your uh, downscope all the time, you, you'd be in eight and a half feet of water and you look away for five seconds and you're in 15 feet of water. So, you know, there's quick drop-offs there and you look at the map when you pan back a little bit and when those, those contour lines get real close together and it almost turns black, that's a pretty good place to be fishing. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, before we let you go, you've got the muskie school coming up next spring. It's a little early to talk about it, but how's it shaping up? Well, it's shaping up. We are sensing, because it's been a long time actually since we put one on, alive and in color, that uh, there's a lot of guys that are pretty excited about having it again. And uh, we're in the process of lining up uh, all the classes and we are going to have a remarkable amount of prizes to give away in uh, the raffles that we're going to be putting on. So if somebody's listening and they say, oh, I've gone to that a couple times, I never won anything. Well, <laughs> your chances of winning something this time around is going to be a little bit better because we really have a lot of stuff from uh, a lot of different companies that have been very generous on either donating stuff or giving us stuff to give away at a vastly reduced cost and we're very very thankful for that well fantastic what's the date the date is march 25th and for the people in the madison area on march 25th after the school is over in the afternoon and on march 26th they are going to have just for the people that were at the muskie school they are going to have a significant amount of money off of uh, select uh, musky gear. So keep that in mind because everybody that, that comes into the school is going to get a folder with a bunch of stuff in it, and one of them is going to be a an exclusive offer sheet, and you've got to bring that exclusive offer sheet in to get that money off. To uh, what stores? This is just Dorn's Pro Outdoor Shop, and they've been very, very generous. They've actually donated. In fact, I'm looking right now at a great, big, beautiful musky net from Drifter Marine that they donated to give away at the show along with some bump boards and uh, all kinds of stuff. Fantastic. All right. Well, Duffy, we will catch up with you again soon, and good luck uh, now that you're going to get out on the water again and hope the uh, good weather is kind to you this time around. Good, Dan. Nice talking to you. Yes, sir. Duffy Cup with the Madison Outdoors Report brought to you by Pappas Trading Post. You can find them on Highway 14 west of Arena and on the web at pappastradingpost.com. More Outdoors Radio right after this. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm voted best and rated best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. And the firm of Hupe and Abraham has paid thousands of dollars in rewards to help solve crimes in the Milwaukee area. And Michael Hupe, who is president of Milwaukee Crime Stoppers, announced he will pay a $25,000 reward for the next 
anonymous tip that solves a homicide case. So if you've got a tip on an unsolved homicide case, visit MilwaukeeCrimeStoppers.com and call that number and uh, maybe you'll get that reward. Well, joining me once again from Wisconsin Rapids, Jeff Kelm. Well, Jeff, you were bow hunting last weekend at a new location, I understand. Yeah, uh, new, uh, a new opportunity for me with, uh, not having the, uh, the farm to, to hunt on this year. Uh, I took the opportunity to join some friends for a bow camp and, uh, we had five of us head out to public land in Columbia County, um, various places across the, across the county and, uh, we really, we had a great time. Uh, we all saw a bunch of deer. Um, we had one friend of mine, uh, had shot a, a small, uh, I think it was seven point, you know, just kind of a basket rack. He doesn't have much time this year and he thought he was real, real happy with getting that deer to come across his path. And the next day he had a nice big eight, of course, come across to <laughs> his yeah. path. But, uh, uh, you know, that, that stuff happens. And I saw just a mess of deer, Dan. Really? Um, I was sitting in a, in a position where, um, <clears throat> I could see somewhat onto some of the private land as well. And I was sitting in a really great transition from bedding uh, to feeding, and so I knew there'd be some buck movement, and there was. Uh, I had uh, four corns come through multiple times. I had some small baskets, sevens and sixes come through multiple times, and uh, I did have a nice big eight that was headed right for me. Mm. He was within 50 yards, and he caught wind of a doe that had moved through earlier that I had passed on, and it spun him right around and walked right back almost from right where he came from. And, um, and then I saw some other even bigger deer. Some, uh, I would say one was probably a 10 to, to 11 point. Uh, one was definitely all of nine, um, that were moving through chasing real, real hard. And so there was no chance at a shot, but, uh, I was in the right place and it could have happened at any time. And we, we really all had a great time. Um, it, it was just a cool experience, Dan, to be able to do that on the public land. We hiked a lot. We put a lot of time on the ground, uh, putting some, uh, putting effort in scouting, um, trying to get into places that we figure weren't as pressured, or if they were, it was going to work into our advantage. Where we were in earlier than everyone else, they sure. would push deer to us, and it, and it, it did work. If I wanted to shoot a buck and a doe every day that I was there, I could have. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, uh, you know, it's, and it's a high population, uh, area. So we, we knew that we would tip the scales in our advantage that way, but, uh, but it's a long season. So I chose not to shoot anything and, um, and just really enjoyed my time in the woods. Well, nice. Now that's really encouraging that you saw so many deer and so many bucks on public land. Uh, people are complaining mostly up north about the lack of deer in certain areas, but Boy, this is the time of year during the rut when everybody's out moving around. We know that because of dead deer on the road, and uh, including the one I hit and John hit, and, and and bucks that people are seeing when they're hunting. I'm getting photos from people of some very nice deer that they've taken, and mm-hmm. I'm hearing lots of stories. So the deer are moving. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was neat, Dan, and I look forward to probably doing it again next year. I think we're gonna plan an antlerless hunt down there uh for in december as well and uh kind of get together and and push some of that land and um i it'll i would really enjoy that camaraderie because at the farm i could have people 
I had folks kind of stay with me, but they would go hunt the public land. We couldn't hunt together. Yeah. And here we were able to kind of make a plan, and and it just kind of forced my hand into being a part of that group a little bit more, and and we had just a great time. Neat, neat. Did you actually camp out then? Uh, no, we actually rented a, an Airbnb oh. um, in Columbia <laughs> County. Luxury and, camping, uh, yeah. Yes, yeah, and it worked out great. It was just a, you know, a small farmhouse and it accommodated four of us that were there. The fifth one actually lived in Columbia County, so he just went back home each day and, uh, you know, we were all able to get away from kids and, and, uh, you know, just enjoy ourselves. We, we talked about it. We would have liked to hang out more and we would have if we had killed more deer. Uh, but we were all so focused on hunting because we hadn't filled much for tags. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really get a chance to hunt because, you know, you, you hunt till uh, 6.15 or so. And, and then for where we were all at, it took us a long time to get back to the trucks and you quick make some dinner and get to sleep so that you can get out of there, you know, by 4, 4.30 in the morning and out to the trees. So, yeah. um, and, uh, yeah, so we, you know, we didn't hang out a lot, but, uh, it was still fun to be a part of all of it. A lot of text messages and stupid talk. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, the cell phone has been a savior for if folks who hunt in groups, especially if you have Onyx or even if you yes. don't have that or some other mapping program, we do the same thing up on 120 acres in Bayfield County. Uh, we just, we know where everybody's going to be and, you, uh, we, we do this during the gun hunt. So if you hear a shot, you text, is that you? Yep. I got one down. Uh, don't need help or I need help. You know, that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, sure. Cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my pin. Here's where the deer is. That type of deal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And folks, just so you know, and you may or may not be aware of this, you cannot use a cell phone or any electronic device to say to a friend, Come and tag this deer. And, of course, group hunting is not allowed during bow season, but it is during the gun season. But still, you've got to be able to shout, Hey, Bill, come over here. I shot your doe. Um, you can't do it with electronic devices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, I've seen a lot of deer, too, Jeff, but they've been on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV special <laughs> that we are finally putting on the air on November 10th on Bally Sports North and Bally Sports Wisconsin, PBS Wisconsin, and Milwaukee PBS. There's a complete schedule of dates and times on my Facebook page, Dan Small Outdoors, and on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin Facebook page as well. As I mentioned, I think last week we've got a successful crossbow hunt with Monica Spaney. We score a 178-class non-typical shot in Polk County by Connor Tollefson, a young fellow with, I don't know if it was his first deer, but it was a monster. We see some military veterans from the Fallen Outdoors organization. We've got my forecast for this year's hunt, compiled by biologists, of course, and I deliver it. A pretty long segment with Mike Murphy of Whitetail Sanctuary Solutions and Habitat Consultant Charlie Ray on our property up north and how to have more deer there and how to control buckthorn. And then air guns for big game. And I'm having fun shooting a 35 caliber air gun on loan from FX Air Guns. You'll actually see it in action on the deer show. They're pretty impressive. The penetration in a gel block Really impressed me. I mean, it had 12 inches of penetration at 30 yards. That's certainly enough to get into or get through a deer. 
Absolutely. Yeah, and I shot one of my roosters for supper the other day, <laughs> and I may <laughs> I may use it for squirrel hunting too. I mean, it's a gas. It you you just pull the trigger, it yeah. goes click, and and you know, eight hundred fifty feet per second, and I don't know what that is in foot pounds of energy, hundred and fifty or so. It's really it's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got some great sponsors again this year. Wildlife Research Center, uh, they make that scent killer gold and special gold and estrus and other scent products. Accessibility Wisconsin, the track chair folks. Flow International, the folks who make the Cargo Max trailer that I love. White Wildlife Sanctuary Solutions, that's Mike Murphy's uh, company. Mech Reloaders, Leroy Meats and Catering of Fox Lake, and we show... Uh, Steve Christian cutting up a deer again in this year's show. Huntworth Gear, and by the way, Jeff, there is a warm, uh, extremely warm cold weather hat uh, on the way for you from Huntworth. Um, the one of them the hat- black Blackfoot hats, right? Yeah, exactly. The hat mm, that right. Shane Mowry was wearing uh, in the photo of that bison he shot uh, that we talked about in last year's show. So that's coming to me, and I'll get it to you at some point here before it gets really cold. Now, you won't need it in the weather we've got right now, but... <laughs> no, certainly not. Yeah. Wild Eagle Lodge in Eagle River and Wisconsin Wildlife Federation, Vortex Optics, three Safari Club chapters, Wisconsin Badgerland and Lake Superior, and this year, the Wisconsin Bowhunters Association. All those folks helped us put that show together. Well, coming up, Eric Prince invites us to explore the trails and waterfalls of Florence County. Random Lake High School teacher Natalie Weeks tells us about her wilderness science class and their pheasant hunt outing coming up next week. And Jim Bobby Ash will kick things off with November classes and specials at the Range of Richfield. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. The fall colors are here. Plan a UTV color ride on the Blue Ox Trails. Hike, ATV, or disc golf to the top of Kai's Peak for a gorgeous vista. Or drive the 33-mile Rustic Road number 74 and fence through the National Forest. For an easy one-mile waterfall hike, try LaSalle Falls. For a more rugged hike, Breakwater Falls is best. For more info, stop by the Visitor Center or go to exploreflorencecounty.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Ruffed Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN. RGS. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. 
Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids. Big and small, we have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Florence County, Wisconsin invites you to explore thousands of acres of county, state, and national forest lands, plus wild rivers, ATV and UTV trails, and much more. You can learn all about these places and activities at exploreflorencecounty.com. And joining us now, once again, for our monthly chat is the Director of Florence County Economic Development, Eric Prince. Well, Eric, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to the Outdoors Radio Network. Thanks for having me back. Funny thing is is that you made me actually, you made me work, Dan. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> The last time we chatted, there wasn't uh, anything really to report from a fishing perspective because I didn't get into a boat. So I talked to a buddy of mine, and, and a couple of weeks ago, we, we I actually went out on the Bull River, and, you know, we caught a few walleyes, and it was just great to be back there. So thanks for making me work. Well, I'm glad that your definition of work is most people's definition of play, <laughs> but, but you and I are in the outdoor recreation business, so a lot of times we are working. Well, great. I'm glad you got out. It was a bit windy. It, it got it got pretty cold, but then all of a sudden we have this weather right now. We're having 70s, and it'll change, though. We live in Wisconsin. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that the 70-degree weather made its way as far north as Florence County. We have been enjoying it down here as well in southwest Wisconsin and all over the state, actually. But like you say, it doesn't last. But gosh, hunting seasons are open. Uh, the gun deer season will open in just a couple of weeks. People are out after grouse and deer and other critters. What are you hearing for, about hunting? Well, you know, the bucks are definitely starting to chase. Mm-hmm. And quite a few of the folks that I know are getting out the woods with their bow. With the warmer weather, they're actually saying, I wish it was colder. So that'll happen. You know, we'll, we'll see who brings home the big one. And then, yeah, we have the gun hunt coming up on the 19th and 27th, followed by uh, muzzleloader. And there's still quite a few bird dates open. A friend of mine from County Forestry and Parks was just in my office. And just so people know, docks have been pulled. The water at the campgrounds are, are being shut off. But the campgrounds are still open. So if you plan on coming up and you want to do some hunting, the campgrounds still have electricity. You can still come up here and, and camp. One really important note it's not happening now, but for 2023, our forestry and parks is going to have an online registration for the Florence County campgrounds. So that's really exciting that that will be available, and hopefully we'll be able to work out whatever kinks and, 
make it really convenient for people to get registered and come up and camp. All right, and where will they be able to access that? Will that be on the Explore Florence County website or what? It's a cloud-based registration system, Mm -hmm. and we will have access from exploreflorencecounty.com. However, it will be more of a hyperlink. It's not going to be the actual site. Okay. We'll definitely share all that information as soon as as it's available. Wonderful. Okay. Well, you had a couple of events in October, the Camo Pheasant Hunt, the Kids and Mentors Outdoors Hunt. How did that go? You know, I was hoping to get over there, and I, and I didn't, but I, I ran into Johnny Johnson, who ran that, and he had a, a couple of the guys came out with their dogs. They had nine shooters, and the kids had a blast. They just had a great time getting out in the field. It was um, it was a little cool, but it was comfortable. He just reported that everybody had a great time, and they had a, a wonderful, wonderful lunch that included some pheasant, and, you know, what can you say? Uh, you know, the kids are happy, and... They want to do it again, so that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad the kids had a good time and they had decent weather for it. And there was a game feed at Lefts a week after that on the 22nd. Those are usually very popular. How did that go? You know, I was I was talking to somebody about it, and they said that they sold out. Um, wow. They weren't sure exactly everything. There was uh, venison. There was beer. Somebody actually brought pheasant. They weren't sure of all the different types of meats, but they did sell out, and it was good because it, it went to uh, one of the local area. It was the local BFW. It went really well. Well, that's great. Yeah. And speaking of fundraisers, you've got a gun raffle, I understand. We do. We have a new canine. It's a Florence County canine raffle. It's with Florence County Sheriff's Department as well as from Whistler Outdoors, which is our local bait shop and gun shop and that. And there's three different rifles. There's a Browning, a Mossberg, and a Savage. And that raffle is going to be drawn at Left's Bar on November 25th at 6 o'clock. Those rifles are actually making their way around the county. They're being displayed at a variety of different taverns. You can buy the tickets at most of the taverns as well as at the cop shop. Okay. And this is for a canine unit for the sheriff's department? For, for the new canine that they're bringing on, yeah. Wonderful. His name, his name is going to be Raji. They've already got a, yeah. do, a, do, a name for the dog. Wonderful. Okay. They, they do. I, I happen to run into the young man that's going to be partnered up with them. Oh, cool. And as far as events are concerned, about the next thing you've got on the schedule that I could see was your Christmas in Florence on December 3rd. What's that all about? That's actually a pretty big event here. We get about eight to 900 people that show up. We have about a hundred different vendors. It's at the uh, Florence County High School in the gymnasium. And it runs from 10 to 3. It's actually run by the Chamber of Commerce. And uh, there's just all sorts of shopping you can do with handmade arts and craft type items. and that. So it's, it's early Christmas shopping, really. Mr. and Mrs. Claus will be there. There's things for kids to do. There's some crafts that they can do. And... They also have the Florence High School Band and or the, the local dance academy that will perform. So there's a lot going on with that. Right now, we're still asking for vendor applications. So people can go to the exploreflorencecounty.com, go to events, go to that event. And at the bottom of the page, I actually put a vendor application. And from what I understand, we have upwards of 70 vendors already. Before you know it, it's going to be December. You know, here we are in November already. Yeah. So get there and... If anybody has any questions, they can certainly reach out to me. So. All righty. Well, and although the fall colors are pretty well gone now, the leaves are down, I would imagine, but 
people can still hike the trails, uh, ATV, ride the trails, and visit those waterfalls, right? Absolutely. And I don't know how this is going to change in the next couple of weeks, but I, I know that the trails are open. The, um, the hiking trails, you know, my wife and I have done them. And, yeah, you can still get out there and enjoy it. Excellent. And then come winter, you've got snowmobiling. We have a lot. We have snowshoeing trails. We have, you know, the tubing run at the ski hill. We have the ski hill. There's going to be ice fishing, snowmobiling. All you have to do is dress for it, but you can still enjoy God's country. All right. Well, Eric, we're going to let you go, and thank you so much for that report. And we'll send folks up your way. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Dan. Have a great day. You bet. You too. Eric Prince is the director of the Florence County Economic Development Department. And you can learn all about these activities we've talked about at exploreflorencecounty.com. Still a lot of time this fall and winter to get up there and have some fun. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dansmalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Joining me now is Natalie Weeks. She's a life sciences teacher at Random Lake High School, right near where I used to live, actually. And one of her classes is called American Wilderness Science, and she joins us now to talk about that. Natalie, thanks so much for joining us, and welcome to the Outdoors Radio Network. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Tell us about your wilderness science class. What do you do in that class? This is my fifth year teaching this class. It really came from my involvement as an educator going to the American Wilderness Leadership School presented by Safari Club International in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I was there and once, there. yes. That is a <gasps> great program. Were you? Yeah. That's oh, a, my goodness. That's a great program, yeah. Yeah, and I actually, on my last day of being a participant, they hired me, and I've worked there ever since. And I, I really just fell in love with that program and wanted it to bring it back to my students. So I went and became a volunteer hunter safety instructor through the Wisconsin DNR. I got my NAS archery certification. And ever since then, I've taught this class. And I've also worked together with UW-Stevens Point to write a curriculum all about wildfires and why they're good for our ecosystem. So in this class, we talk about wildlife management, land management, BLM, U.S. Forest Service, all of those things. We also do archery and hunter safety and survival. And hunter safety is what a lot of my students take the class to do. And we actually go hunting. This is my second year taking students pheasant hunting, and it's so much fun. They sign up thinking they're going to get hunter education and go hunting, but then they get a lot more in the bargain, right? Yeah, we do so much with wildlife management and land management. We learn all about Teddy Roosevelt and Aldo Leopold and all of those big names in conservation, George Bird Grinnell, Gifford Pinchot, and learning about why wildfires are good and even wildfire regimes in Wisconsin and how fire shapes our landscape, they get so much more than just 
the hunting aspect of learning about conservation. And how do your students respond to this wide range of very interesting and very vital information that you cover? They absolutely love it. I really, really like the mix of students that I get. This year, I have about 30 kids in the class, and we're a really small school of only about 250, so each year having that many is actually a really big percentage. And I get anywhere from very experienced hunters that I sign up as volunteer instructors with me to people that just love the outdoors and love to hike and take pictures. And it's really, really nice for all of those different demographics to really come together and form their own opinions about things and explore things that they wouldn't necessarily get the chance to do because not everybody comes from a hunting background. That's right. Even in a rural area, which Random Lake still is, there's a village there, but you know, you've got a lot of farms around it. Do you have a lot of students who have never been exposed to hunting? Of the 30 kids, I think about 20 of them are just getting their hunter ed certifications through this course, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. So there's been a lot of them that haven't been exposed to hunting, and I do a whole lesson about the Dingle Johnson Act and Pittman-Robertson and how conservation is funded for. And even my experienced hunters, a lot of times have no idea where all that funding comes from. So it's really, really rewarding for students that maybe will never get the opportunity to hunt again to at least get this one life experience. It's, it's just so rewarding. Yeah, it sounds like it. And it's unusual for a high school to have a class like this, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know of any other schools, at least in Wisconsin or at least in my area, that actually do hunter safety anymore. I remember my dad telling me stories that, you know, when he was in middle school, they did hunter safety and brought their firearms to school. But it's kind of unheard of nowadays. But I, I really thank our school board and everyone who made this happen because they've been amazing through the whole process. Now, you have a special field day coming up on November 9th, and you actually invited me to come, and unfortunately I can't make it because I'm going to be on another person's radio show that day, but tell us about your outing. Yeah, so thank you so much to the Wisconsin chapter of Safari Club International. Uh, this is the second year that they've given us a full grant to actually take all of my students pheasant hunting. And this is the second time that we've been able to go out to the Highlands Hunt Club in Cascade, where T.J. Somer is the proprietor, and he does an amazing job with his staff of letting us shoot five stand in the morning and letting uh, students who have never shot a firearm before really get that experience, especially with moving targets. And then in the afternoon, I have some of my personal friends, but also some school board members that are hunters come out and help to guide. And this year, I also have former students of mine coming out to help their classmates. So I'm really, really excited to see that dynamic. And it's really fun to see the passion that some of my students have, that they are so excited to come back and help their classmates shoot their first pheasants. And it's so exciting. And then afterwards, I cook for them. And we have a big beast feast. And I make everybody lunch with the pheasant that they harvested. Wow. I'm sorry. I can't make that. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> well, it's you have to put on your calendar for next year. There you go. Yeah. Well, Natalie, teaching hunter education in the schools is something that was common when I was in school many, many years ago. But 
things have changed. How do you manage that? And how do you manage the day at the Highlands with uh, shotguns? One of the things that I'm so lucky with is that our region's outdoor skills trainer with the DNR, TJ Wendell, is amazing. And we get to use a hunter safety trailer that was donated by the friends of the NRA. So we have a bunch of dummy guns that don't have firing pins in them that are Mossberg, so the orange stocks. And we get to use those at school. Um, students help me load and unload the trailer every day, and it's locked and secured, and everything is nice and safe that way. We also have an amazing police liaison um, resource officer at our school named Todd Tross, and he is absolutely amazing. He actually helped chaperone the field trip to the Highlands and helped me with the shotgunning piece with students. And what we actually do is he'll park the squad in front of school, and kids can bring their shotguns. We will check them in, put them in the squad car, and then on the day that we go to the hunt club, he drives the squad with the firearm. So they're always in a police liaison possession when we're on or near school grounds. And then after school, the kids pick them up, they bring them home, and if they have to come back to sports practice, I just tell their coaches they're going to be a little bit late. And, you know, we always just do safety first, basically following all of those rules, but my school board is so supportive, and I'm very, very lucky. It sounds like it. That's wonderful. Well, Natalie, you went to the American Wilderness Leadership Training Program. Was that your introduction to these activities, or did you do this as a youngster? My journey to being an outdoors woman has been very non-traditional. So I actually grew up in Cedarburg and lived on a hobby farm. And all through 4-H growing up, we always raised our own pigs and chicken and beef and sheep. And my dad had a plethora of knowledge from him growing up and seeing his grandparents on their farm process animals that we always slaughtered and butchered our own livestock. And then there was a person that kind of introduced me to hunting when I was actually a senior in high school. So that was like right around when they started doing the the internet hunter safety. So I signed up and did it, even though I was already experienced in shooting. And I just kind of fell in love with it. I love being outside in nature. I'm actually an avid trail runner and ultra marathoner. And hunting kind of just went hand in hand with it. And I've kind of fallen in love with it ever since. You're really enthusiastic about it, and I'm sure your students pick up on your energy and your interest and passion. And uh, it sounds like a wonderful program for them, and I hope you have a great time on November 9th. And say hi to TJ Summer for me. I've done a lot of hunts there over the years. Oh, I will definitely say hi to him for you. All right. Well, thank you so much, Natalie, and uh, put me on your invitation list next year. (laughs) Sounds great. Natalie Weeks is a life sciences teacher at Random Lake High School. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. 
Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. For the nonprofit Ruffed Grouse Society, the well-being of the Ruffed Grouse and American American Woodcock is a special priority. But the Society's conservation work benefits more than just these two game birds. The organization's programs help a long list of other young forest wildlife, including songbirds that must have thick, brushy habitat to survive. For more information about forest wildlife habitat management, contact the Rough Grouse Society toll-free at 888-JOIN-RGS. Have more success on the ice with the LiveScope Plus Ice Fishing Bundle LI from Garmin. Drill fewer holes, catch more fish. This portable live sonar bundle comes with the LiveScope Plus system, EchoMap UHD 93SV display, and a lithium battery. All packaged in a case making hole hopping a breeze. LiveScope Plus helps you find more fish with improved resolution, reduced noise, clearer images, and better target separation. Fill your freezer with fillets with help from Garmin. Visit Garmin.com or shop your local Garmin dealer today. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. The fall colors are here. Plan a UTV color ride on the Blue Ox Trails. Hike, ATV, or disc golf to the top of Kai's Peak for a gorgeous vista. Or drive the 33-mile Rustic Road number 74 and fence through the National Forest. For an easy one-mile waterfall hike, try LaSalle Falls. For a more rugged hike, Breakwater Falls is best. For more info, stop by the Visitor Center or go to exploreflorencecounty.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The range of Richfield is your ultimate shooting experience. Located on Helson Drive, just north of the Richfield Cabela's store, where highways 41 and 45 split, it's easy to find. It's also on the web at therangewi.com. And joining us now for our monthly chat is Range of Richfield President Jim Bobbyash. Jim, welcome back. Greetings, Dan. Great to be with you again. Well, it's always fun talking with you and learning what's going on at the range. And before we get into November, gosh, October was kind of busy, and you had kind of a spectacular event on <laughs> Halloween weekend, didn't you? Yes, we did, and I can't believe October is over, and the holiday season is right around the corner. But anyway, October was great. Lots of fun shooting and lots of great classes. Our zombie shoot is always a hoot, and it's kind of funny how the sight of a zombie brings out the beast in us. <laughs> yeah. So and now this month we're kicking off our IDPA, and IDPA stands for Independent Defensive Pistol Association. And uh, they're going to start shooting on November 12th. So we've teamed up with Badger IDPA Wisconsin again this year. And uh, they'll start running the matches here at the range. We'll have one every month on the second Saturday of the month until March. So if you're interested, contact the range, our website, Facebook, to find out how to sign up. Each event is limited to 40 shooters. Okay. Now that sounds like a lot of fun. It is. It is. It's great. Everybody, it's usually always full, and I know they have a great time. Good. And you've got classes starting in November. We do. We do. We have uh, several of them. First one is on November 16th. We have shooting on the move and shooting from cover. 
And then on the 30th, we have our first shots class. On the 19th, we have our NRA range safety officer class, which is always well accepted. And we're always looking for RSOs. So here's a chance to get your credentials and can help us out on, uh, at the range. We also have a Wisconsin concealed carry class on November 13th and then another one on November 29th. Uh, and please don't forget about our private handgun lessons. They, they've gone over extremely well, and our instructors are just top-notch. They do a great job. Well, good. And then you've got things for deer season as well, don't you? We certainly do. We have uh, our Deer Hunters Widow Special. Now, that's November 18th to the 20th. And ladies, for only $15, you'll get one hour of range time. So, if hubby's in the woods, this is a great time to do some range therapy with the girls. Yeah, what else? You know, the hunt is coming up fairly soon, and we are offering the opportunity uh, for you to sight in your rifle for only $12 for 30 minutes from November 1st through the 18th. So now you don't have to worry about rain, wind, and that other four-letter word, snow, here at the range. And uh, one of our safety officers would be happy to help you if you are having problems sighting it in or having problems with the gun. Well, good. Yeah, a half hour of range time ought to do it, If, oh, yeah. especially if you've shot the rifle last year and you just want to double-check to make sure it's on target still. Right. And I know a lot of folks, when they come in here, the reason they have difficulties is they didn't realize that they bumped their optics. Yeah. And it's off just a little bit. So uh, it, it doesn't hurt to just, you know, come in and throw down a few rounds and just see if you're still on target. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then... Thanksgiving weekend is usually a big shopping weekend for folks. What have you got for us there? Well, we have a Black Friday weekend, which will be from the 25th through the 27th. Here are some of the specials we're going to be offering. So we're going to have 25% off all in-stock hearing protection, red dot optics, scopes, and Benchmade knives, which is a pretty good deal. Yeah. Uh, Also, uh, you'll get a $50 gift card with the purchase of a new rifle or handgun. And, you know, for you folks that hate to pay taxes, well, I think we've got a solution for you. Uh, during that time period, we're going to offer five boxes of 9mm ammo for $100, and that includes taxes. So this is the first time in a long time that we can finally sell ammo out the door. So uh, here's your chance to, to, to load up on some uh, nice MagTech ammo, 9mm, and come on in and check it out. All right. And if people are thinking holiday gifts, you've got ideas. We certainly do. And and don't forget that a range gift card makes a great present. And that way it can be used for anything here at the range. Sure. Cool. Do you have any safes left? Oh, yes. Matter of fact, I'm getting some more in hopefully this week. So this is a great time to buy a safe. And Liberty safes are the best built safes on the planet. We're receiving another truckload of these beauties, and they will be priced to sell. We have... Special pricing on Centurion's 24, 18s, and 12s. We also have Liberty's new Patriotic safes available. These are a powder-coated white gloss with a flag design on the front. Uh, in the past, these uh, safes similar to this were, were a huge hit. I think I've got six or eight of them coming in, and I think they'll go fast. So, you know, come on and check out our selection. We can have that safe in your house by Christmas. Oh, great. And, of course, Veterans Day is coming up as well. You usually do something special for that. Absolutely. This is our way of saying thanks for your service. So from the 8th until the 11th, all active, retired, and reserve military get one hour of free shooting, plus a free target each day. We will require an ID, but here again, come on in, Vets, and uh, take advantage of this great offer. Cool. 
Well, and if people are not in the market for a gun or ammo or classes, they just want to talk about guns, you guys are there. We are. We love to talk about guns. Uh, we've got some people here that really know what's going on uh, currently and what's coming out in the future. So we'd be delighted to have you come in and, and just chat with us. Oh, great. And before we let you go, what are your store hours, Jim? We're closed on Mondays. Yep. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we are open from 10 until 8. Friday, we are open from 10 until 5. Saturday, we are open from 10 until 5. Sunday, we're open 11 to 4. Come on down. We're uh, love to see you. All right. Well, Jim, thanks so much. We will send folks your way, as always, and we look forward to talking with you again in December. It's hard to think of December with the weather that we've got out here in early November, but thank you so much. You're more than welcome, Dan. I'd like to wish you and your family and all of our listeners a very happy Thanksgiving. Well, thank you, Jim, and same to you and to everyone there at the range. Thanks. You bet. Jim Bobby Ash is the president of the range of Richfield. They've got specials. They've got classes. They've got Exciting things going on. Check them out. They're located on Helson Drive at the split of highways 41 and 45, and that's just north of the Richfield Cabela's store. It's easy to find. They're also on the web at therangewi.com. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Pappas Trading Post is Southern Wisconsin's number one Matthews and Mission archery retailer. Located just west of Arena on Highway 14, they have a full-service pro shop, a 40-yard indoor range, a large selection of archery accessories, and a full assortment of Matthews apparel. Their expert staff can tune your bow for top performance. Gear up for bow season at Pappas Trading Post. Look for the two giant arrows and stop at Pappas Trading Post on Highway 14 west of Arena or visit PappasTradingPost.com. Since our inception, Huntworth has worked relentlessly to incorporate innovative technologies and forward-thinking design into affordable camouflage apparel. Our gear, designed with the Disruption Camo Pattern, utilizes computer-generated graphics featuring a high level of random and abstract visual noise to help you remain undetected in the environment. So whether you need the latest in hunting gear technology or clothing that just simply fits your lifestyle, Huntworth Gear is what you're looking for. HuntworthGear.com. That's HuntworthGear.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Jeff Kelm. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend on the web at cedarlakesales.com. Winterizing supplies are in stock now, and they'll help you do it for you. Check out Cedar Lake Sales on their website and their Facebook page for details. Check out uh, Huntworth Gear as well. We're brought to you by them. High-tech camo wear at a price you can afford, HuntworthGear.com. And new this week by Ducks Unlimited, the world's leader in wetlands conservation, a proud sponsor of Outdoors Radio and duck hunters everywhere. Ducks.org to find out more. Indeed. 
I've got to think duck every time. <laughs> Our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, may not be airing in your area now, but you can watch past episodes at milwaukeepbs.org. And this year's Deer Hunt Wisconsin show, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, will air next Thursday night, November 10th. Complete schedule of stations and times on my Facebook page, Dan Small Outdoors. And everything will be archived on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin TV YouTube channel. If you missed anything on today's radio show, stepped in late, or you want to just take us with you and listen to shows from the past, you can do so at lake-link.com. Go to the Outdoor Radio page, and uh, you can find this show, past shows up to, uh, what, about a year old, Dan, I believe? That's right, yep. All right, and you can download them and take them with us, uh, take us with you throughout the week. Find Dan on social media at Dan Small Outdoors. Find me at Hardwater Jeff. Just a couple of DNR calendar items this week. The fourth webinar in the Wanago Hunting Series was live on November 2nd, but it's available online. If you just go on the DNR website and type in keywords, learn to hunt, you can watch all four of those uh, those webinars if you like. And the Keep Wildlife Wild Poster Contest is open now through February 17th. It's open to all 4th through 6th graders. Details again on the DNR website at Keep Wildlife Wild. Well, Jeff, here's one for you. I don't know if you saw this. The DNR made an invasive crayfish bust. The, I, I uh, saw the headline. I did not read the article. Well, a Louisiana company was fined big time. They charged Louisiana Crawfish Company with 15 criminal counts of intentionally transporting, possessing, or transferring an invasive species it is a swamp, uh, I think it's called the Red Swamp Crayfish or something. It's very aggressive. We don't want them in the state. This company paid a total of $34,000 in fines, fees, and assessments. So uh, they're after them. They're yeah. after them. Uh, invasives don't belong here or anywhere where they're not native, for sure. Mm-hmm. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. And don't forget, he's playing tonight, if the, if you're listening on Saturday, in Tony, Wisconsin, at Brad Bowen's 6th Annual Muskie Ball at the Tony Community Center. Well, Jeff, you mentioned hunting on public land. Did you take in climbers? How'd you get into those uh, stands? No, we were uh, saddle hunters. Um, saddle hunting, you know, saddle hunting's been around for a long time, but uh, in the last few years, it's really uh, there's been some really incredible improvements for the sake of uh, comfortability and hunting and things. And uh, all five of us that hunted were were hunting out of saddles, and uh, we was able to get in and out real easily uh it's less than you know 25 pounds worth of stuff including our backpacks for the day uh to get in and out of the trees and it makes the the longer walks a lot easier uh to get in and um really enjoyable i've really enjoyed the saddle and not having to clink and bang around a lot of different things you simply get your sticks i've got a little platform and i wear the saddle the whole time i'm walking in and walking out so Cool. Well, we'll have to hear more about that uh, on another show. I'm Dan Small here with Jeff Kelm. Get outside this weekend, folks, and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. When the loon cries, lover, in the blue north wind, I'll be trolling home to you.
gets a little chilly on the gunnel when my lazy Ike is just too lazy to lure when the worms go dry in the coffee can honey 